Welcome to the JPR Group Podcast, brought to you by the JPR Group of Baird Private Wealth Management. We're dedicated to bringing our clients, colleagues, and centers of influence the latest in wealth strategies, ideas, and information to keep you informed and confident. Also, listen in on conversations with industry leaders and interesting people from around the country that are changing the landscape of their businesses. This is the JPR Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the July JPR Advisor Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host for today, Drew Ritchie, and I have here with me Andrew Boyles, Josh Marson, and a brand new team member, Drew Hubbard. Uh, We are going to dive right into our agenda today. Uh, Today, we're going to be covering some announcements, dates that you all need to know, Uh, an update of our favorite event, our CMO luncheon. We've got some comments that we're going to make about Mr. Jennings. Mr. Mike Jennings had his last week with us last week and is now enjoying a successful retirement. We're going to intro a new team member, get a DC update from Andrew, and as always, pick Josh's brain a little bit on the capital markets. So uh, for um, best use of our time, we're going to go ahead and, and dive right in. This fall, we do have our client appreciation picnic rescheduled. We had to postpone that all through last year and and was not able to participate in any of our wonderful client events that we love seeing all of our clients at. Uh, But this fall on October 21st at Ironwood Farm, we are going to have our picnic. Um, It will be outside, open air, and with all of the things that our clients have come to enjoy. So music and ice cream and face painting and all of that. So we'll be announcing it in our newsletter, but go ahead and put that on your calendar if you're listening today. Also, uh, sooner than that, August 27th, for all of our CPA clients and uh, connections in the community, we're going to be offering a virtual continuing education event that may not be applicable to everyone listening, but if you know someone that it would be, we do that as a service to our valued professional network, and we want to offer that uh, to, to those folks. We, for about 14 years have been doing a quarterly Capital Market Outlook luncheon. Um, we have sponsored that at various locations, but most recently in our building uh, location in downtown Bowling Green. Through COVID, we had to put that on hold. We are hoping to be able to get that back on the calendar for this fall, um, just to kind of see how it goes. The world's changed. The world's gone more virtual. There's more podcasts, and we've made every effort to try to bring the same content and the same education to our clients without having that live event. A lot of our clients have been able to participate in more things with our new virtual offerings. We've gotten great feedback on that. We're honestly having trouble securing a great location for it right now. So we'll say that the status is currently pending, but that's something that a lot of folks have asked about. So we wanted to provide an update on it. Um, We are working on it. I wanted to mention again, um, Mike Jennings, our founding partner, uh, much beloved uh, partner of our practice who had his last week with us. a couple of weeks ago, we had a retirement party for Mike. Guys, wasn't wasn't it amazing? Yeah, it was great. It was a big time. We probably had um, two hundred plus uh, clients in attendance. People just coming out to see him, um, maybe take a picture, greet him in the reception line, and 
I just thought, you know, the whole time of what a what a blessing that you could have a retirement party and have so many people uh, paying customers come greet you and tell tell you how much that they meant to them. Um, we've also um, had a podcast with Mike. So Sean Perry and I uh, interviewed Mike and reflected on some of our times together. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. Um, we had a, a more intimate small party at our office for Mike just with our team where we gave Mike a little little retirement gift, a token of our appreciation. And we provided a video for Mike, um, a professionally produced um, video where we kind of gave a last farewell to him. That's going to be on our website. So I would encourage everyone, go to our website, thejprgroup.com, and check out that video. Um, there may have been a, a few tears involved in the production of it. I, I won't say one way or the other. Um, at the beginning, I mentioned that we have a brand new team member on our podcast. His name's Drew Hubbard. Say hello, Drew. How's everybody doing? Drew, thanks for joining us. We're so glad that, that you're here. Uh, I think it goes without saying that with Mr. Jennings, uh, with his retirement, our team has a lot of clients to serve. So Drew has a lot of experience in the financial services industry of different uh, from from many different aspects. Um, over a decade of that, um, and we are happy to have him. Drew's a, about six weeks into um, his his job with us. He's working through all of the necessary license and designations and credentials and things that go into that training. Um, welcome, Drew. Appreciate it. Tell yeah, us a little bit, here. tell us uh, why you wanted to come work with JPR. So, uh, knowing several of the people on this team, there is uh, a moral and an ethics standpoint that personally I strive to live by, and I saw that within the group and within the people that are a part of this team. Um, and, you know, from what I was doing in the last portion of my last about five, six years, I was doing the mortgage industry. And while I loved that aspect of doing that, it was a 30-day sit down with a client and then you may never see them again. Sure. Um, and you invest so much in those 30 to 45 days to get them there and then you know, you may send an email or a letter saying thanks again. If you ever need any other services, let me know. But you may never see that person again. And that was, in a sense, was draining. Um, you know, there's a lot of joy of seeing people accomplish things and being along for that ride. And um, I was ready to make a change to be able to do that. And I know that this was an industry in which you can help people succeed in life. Um, and, and reach goals that they and their family are wanting to obtain. But you're there for a good st every step of the way. Sure. Um, you're seeing them once, twice, even more times a year, having those conversations and then helping them accomplish their goals. And so I was really looking for a shift change um, to, to be able to accomplish that, me personally being one able to help people in that kind of aspect. That's great. It's definitely here much more about the relationship than a transaction. We have great relationships with each other. We we all here at JPR view this as our, our second family. Uh, tell us about your family. So I have been married to Laura for 11 years, and we have three wonderful kids, Austin that is eight, 
Aurora's two and a half, and Maximus almost one and a half. So we have a very lively home, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Family man. Yeah, uh, we love it. We wouldn't change it. Um, and uh, we uh, we did a little portion of our life when my wife and I first got married. We moved to Nashville as a way to create us as a family, her and I. Um, but we always knew that coming back to Bowling Green would be uh, part of our life and our story because we always wanted our kids to grow up around their grandparents and have a life involved with their grandparents. And so now that kids are there, then that brought us back just a couple years back. And um, now we're, we're setting our roots here in Bowling Green. That's great. Well, everyone, be sure and say hello to Drew when you're in the office. Um, we There's a special highlight on the Hubbard family in the most recent edition of our newsletter. So everybody, be sure and check that out and welcome again Drew, Thank to you. the team. Um, I'm going to turn, Andrew, now to you for, for a few minutes on um, latest updates from Washington, D.C. Lots to talk about there. Yeah, lots to talk about, and and a couple episodes ago on the podcast, one of the main topics that we covered was uh, the potential tax changes. So uh, President Biden had come out with some potential uh, tax and estate changes. Um, That has somewhat shifted um, over the last couple weeks. Uh, If you've kept up with the news, you've likely heard more and more about a potential infrastructure bill. So um, just to give a quick summary on, on that, about two weeks ago, President Biden and a group of bipartisan senators uh, came out and had agreed to a a rough draft of a $1 trillion infrastructure plan uh, that just included or focused on physical infrastructure components. So think about roads, bridges, um, water, public transit, um, anything as it relates to that was included uh, in the bill. And in that, they had laid out some plans to pay for it through some private partnerships, uh, repurpose some federal funds that had originally been intended for the pandemic, and also uh, cracking down and and trying to enforce um, the current tax code a little bit better and and collect on some um, uncollected revenues. So as a part of that package or that proposal, they weren't anticipating any uh, tax increases at this time. Uh, There's also simultaneously going through Congress proposals around a, a social infrastructure bill. So if you think child care, community college, um, to help with medical expenses, things that as it relates to the social infrastructure of our society, uh, those issues are being tackled in a separate package uh, that the Democrats are hoping to pass through a process called reconciliation. So there's really two two packages right now that that are getting talked about and will likely be going back and forth between the various houses of Congress. But the, the, the short of it is there's a, a physical infrastructure bill and a social infrastructure bill uh, that you're likely going to hear more and more about as Congress reconvenes here uh, at the beginning of next week. So they've been on a, a recess for a couple of weeks around the 4th of July holiday. And the, the social infrastructure bill, it, it's relatively new. So um, there's some anticipation that we could have some um, announcements of tax changes to help uh, cover the cost for that. So um, all that to say is there, there's still a lot unknown, but the next uh, couple weeks to month will be interesting and we'll certainly be keeping our eyes uh, on what's going on in, in Washington. 
Sure. Yeah. Following what's happening in D.C. is, um, you know, that's why we have 24-hour news channels because it's always changing. So thanks for that update. And, Andrew, thanks for keeping our team informed on, on what's going on with that. I want to turn now uh, to Josh. Um, Josh, a lot of things going on in the capital markets. What do you got your eye on right now? Yeah, so so currently, you know, we're, I was thinking about this earlier. If, if, uh, if it was March of last year and looking at the end of the year, I wouldn't have assumed that 2020 was a good year in the markets. But it actually was. Um, as crazy as that sounds, most people had really nice returns in their portfolios that were able to ride through the volatility and the scare of last year. That's really continued into this year. Um, you know, we're through the second quarter at this point. Unemployment is coming down quickly. Uh, we're actually just below our long-term trend numbers. Of course, some of the GDP numbers we're seeing uh, quarter over quarter are a little bit shocking at the moment. I would expect those to soften towards the end of the year, uh, moving into next year. But it, it's not really... Um, unexpected at this point you know coming off of where we came from last year adding in the stimulus everything that's been going on uh, the reopening of the economy uh, a fairly knowledgeable individual can can realize that the economy is is sure. going to perform well yeah. compare the second quarter of this year to what we were dealing with last year precisely yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah certainly makes sense um, and I would even say also too you know earnings numbers are, are shocking currently year over year but once again, we need to look back where we were a year ago at earnings compared to this year. So they should be inflated. I would expect through the remainder of this year to those somewhat normalize, to say, um, as we get towards the end of the year into 2021. Earnings is something Mike would always bring up when we talk about markets posting all-time highs weekly right now um, compared to the earnings. You know, are earnings also at all-time highs? If, if not... That would be a case to worry, but the earnings are really supporting higher price levels. Mr. Jennings always said the value of a company is its earnings, period. So um, price levels are uh, inflated at the moment. Of course, they can do that for, for a long period of time. Uh, we've seen markets where P.E. ratios uh, continue to stay inflated, uh, but there is a reversion to the mean at some point. So um, those are the areas that I'm currently looking at. Of course, inflation is the big one currently. Once again, if you look at the stimulus that's been put into the economy, the reopening of the economy, people going out into the economy, one can expect some inflationary pressures. If you look at um, some of the comments from Jerome Powell, the Fed chief, he has stated, and I, I feel um, very strongly what he said, is that inflation is most likely transitory. Um, so as we go out through the remainder of this year into early next year, those inflation numbers should normalize at that point. Josh, can you speak to, we've had this conversation internally, but inflation as, it, as it's talked about in the news, it, it's kind of a catch-all, right? It, it's one number that def, is supposed to define primarily all goods and services. So can you speak to, how on the ground and in people's everyday lives that there's some things that maybe increase or decrease, they don't all go in the same direction? Yeah, and that's, it's a great point. We were looking at a chart the other day about this, 
and, and inflation is put into one big bucket. But if you go out into the economy, you can see where the inflation currently is. Um, number one, gas prices, inflated. Uh, number two, home prices, inflated. Number three, vehicle sales, most likely inflated. Uh, of course, groceries always seem to be inflated. Uh, but on the other side, you can see areas of the economy or sectors that are uh, going the opposite direction. And that's mostly due to um, us getting back out into public. But if you think about uh, airline tickets, uh, hotel prices, those are in a deflationary period, but that's simply because we haven't been utilizing those services. I would expect those to come up over a period of time. Do you think that some of the inflation could be um, not necessarily just inflated prices, but because of a shortage of raw materials, just a basic supply versus demand? But Economics 101, the supply for raw materials is down. Uh, things stuck in shipping containers on the West Coast we hear about. So raw materials are higher. So pro end products are higher. And you, you hit the nail on the head. I was reading a report the other day around uh, oil prices, crude prices. And it's, it's really twofold. One is, if you look from a year ago, demand is up. People are traveling. People are flying, um, driving in their vehicles, visiting grandchildren. But also, too, the people that control the supply of it, uh, OPEC plus, they are in negotiations currently of not increasing the, the supply. So they have, a, they have their hands around it. Um, so if demand is going up and supply is being pushed down, that's a, that's a good reason for uh, inflation. Yeah. So lots to monitor, um, lots going on, which is... 100% the reason why in our client portfolios, we diversify, we invest strategically, and we keep our eye on the long term and try not to look away. Well, I don't want this to go too long. Um, however, we do want to close with a brand new segment with the Advisor uh, Roundtable podcast. Um, a lot of our listeners may not reali realize this, but our advisor team here uh, we're, we have some quirky individuals in the group, including myself, right? And we have some weird varied and very diverse interests, uh, hobbies, trips that we take. There's a lot going on here outside of what we do at work. So we want to take just a couple of minutes at the end of these segments and talk about something really interesting that one of our advisors is doing. And it didn't take me long to figure out uh, how I wanted to start this segment off. Josh has currently taken a recent interest, and it's, it's been a few months now, a few months into it, with jiu-jitsu recently competed in his first tournament josh tell us about tell us about jiu-jitsu yeah so jiu-jitsu uh is technically a mixed martial arts um it is an art form and they call jiu-jitsu the great equalizer and why they call it that is whether it be uh, a large guy versus small guy, or uh, a large lady versus a small lady, a lot of it depends on technique and movement, uh, cardio conditioning. So just because you're a big guy, uh, somebody that is trained in jiu-jitsu, um, a smaller guy can, can, can really uh, move a big guy around. Yeah, yeah, so how did you get into that? You know, I drove by uh, Hicks MMA for, for a few years, 
And, and I always thought it was your typical MMA, like going with boxing gloves and you come out bloody and you're missing a tooth. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into that. I'm, I'll be 42 years old. Like, but I always was looking for something from a, a, a health and exercise standpoint that right. wasn't high impact on my knees, um, but that I could do and, and, and that I was starting at the bottom, you know, basically just walking in green saying, you know, I'm here to learn. Um, so I had a friend that I was asking about this Hicks MMA place. And he said, well, actually, I've been going there a few years. Come down this Friday morning. And, and I said, well, I'll be there. But, like, I'm not coming down. You guys aren't going to, you know, beat me up. He's like, no, it's not, it has nothing to do with that. So uh, I went down, and it was cool because I went in there. There was uh, young individuals, old individuals, people that were in extremely good shape that had uh, black belts, and then there was people in there like me that uh, cardio was weak. Uh, I had to borrow a white belt and had and knew nothing. So uh, it didn't take but about 30 minutes. Uh, at the end of the first class, I walked over and signed up, um, and I've been eight alive with it since. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think that's so interesting and fascinating. So, yeah, uh, we look forward to seeing pictures in the newsletter of, uh, of you in, in, in your jiu-jitsu get-up and all that. Sure, sure. Yeah. Let me get beyond being green before I uh, – before I show it. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. Well, everyone, that's a wrap for today's July JPR Group Advisor Roundtable. We appreciate you listening. Uh, we appreciate your feedback as well. So leave comments, give us suggestions on what you'd like to hear more. Thank you for listening, and we look forward to seeing you soon in our office. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcast. You may visit our website at thejprgroup.com for more information about our team or like us on Facebook. If you'd like to speak to a financial advisor on our team, please contact our office at 270-467-9664. We hope to hear from you soon. This podcast is intended for informational and educational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. The information is considered to be from reliable sources, but its accuracy is not guaranteed. The opinions expressed are those of the show's host and guest and are not necessarily those of Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc. Baird does not offer tax or legal advice. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Inc., a registered broker-dealer and investment advisor, member FINRA and SIPC.